Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Black Women Know Sports podcast. Today, I'm here with Paula Salmon, and Paula is a track and field star. Like, if you go to a you know who she is. Um, if you paid attention to, to college track and field, you know who she is as well. So, but Paula, I'm going to go ahead and give you the floor to kind of introduce yourself and give a little bit more information on who you are. Okay, as she mentioned, my name is Paula Salmon. I went to North Carolina A&T State University. Well, currently I'm trying to go back into grad school to finish up my second degree. Um, I'm from Brooklyn, New York. I've been running track all my life. I'm a one sports person and that's about it. So like, how did your love for track and field begin? I actually started in elementary school. Like I love telling this story because you know, I really get to tell it, but I actually started with my gym coach. Well, my gym teacher who turned out to be my coach. He says he seen me running around the halls. I went to class though. <laughs> he seen me running around the halls and he seemed like I was pretty fast. So he was like, okay, let's get you on the team. So he spoke to my mother. My mother was fine with it. And that's where it all started, elementary school. So you had like a talent running through the halls. Pretty much. <laughs> have any friends around that age that you uh, maybe raced with at the time? Well, everyone in my club track team I was with them since we, since like elementary school, middle school, and high school, because that's when we all stayed in New York. So after like we split up and went to college, it's like we barely see each other. But at certain meets, like at big meets, that's when we will like see each other again and be so happy to see one another. Like we never see anyone in like ages. So how was that growing up? How was Brooklyn? And then what's the main difference between Brooklyn and then being in Greensboro? Oh. It's a major difference. But growing up there was pretty good. All my like school was close by. My elementary school was across the street. Middle school was like a few blocks away. But high school, it was like a couple miles. So I had to take the bus to the train, which that's really a difference because when I came here to um, North Carolina, it was just so quiet compared to New York. Cause you know, New York is loud. <laughs> it was just so quiet here. Everything is just so far. There's no corner stores because you need just corner stores. And it was it made a difference like me walking to campus and actually walking to different buildings to go to different classes, which I sort of didn't like during the winter time because there's a lot of snow and it's really cold. So I like to stay, you know, in one spot. It's it's a great experience. And like I really I highly recommend everyone go to college and get that experience. <laughs> so who was your inspiration growing up? I don't think I really followed track as heavy as I do now. Anyone who's actually better than me is like really inspiration. I believe like Brianna Rollins, I looked up to her because she was a good hurdler. Dee Dee Chowder, you know, it's basically the hurdlers who I actually look up to, but then it's also the sprinters. But it's like, I learn what I have to learn by watching them. Cause it's like, I'm sort of a visual learner. So I see what they're doing and I'd be like, okay, that's how I'm supposed to do it. And then I'd be like, okay, let me do it over my head. And then when I get to practice, I apply it. And so after you were running down the halls, when did you get your first like official meet? I'll just say when I actually got in shape during those times, I don't really remember because it was so long ago, but I do remember some of the meets. Like when I would go to certain meets, there would be some girls there saying, oh, what's your time? How fast do you run? I used to lie and be like, I'm slow or I don't know my time. So they won't give me a time. So I could be like in a slow heat where I look fast, not knowing, you know, it didn't benefit me that way. I should have like been with the faster people and whatnot. 
growing up, what was the most exciting thing about competing? It was just the energy, seeing different people from different schools, friends, making friends. That's another thing. It's, it's really a good environment to be in and whatnot because everyone is there to help one another and push one another and also traveling. Like traveling was like my favorite thing to do. And why did you choose to go to North Carolina A&T and pursue track and field? Honestly, it's crazy because coming out of high school, I wasn't thinking about college in a way. I was thinking about college, but I was thinking about who I'm going to go to for track and field. Because I wasn't, I didn't do the whole signing up for college process and whatnot like everyone else did. I'm like, I guess I'll just wait for a scholarship to come to me. So I just, I basically like put my talents to use. Even though I was actually smart in the classroom, which I really wish I would have took it a little more serious. So my grades could have been a little more better. But for me, I felt like it was good enough. I did my best. But it was actually the coach who actually came up to me. <laughs> and then like a week after, because I was at um high school nationals. And that's when the her coach had approached me. And then we had set up a visit to come here. And like a week later, I was here. And I seen everybody who was half practice. I'm like, wow, like this is a group of talented people, individuals. Like these are some people I would like actually look up to because I had went to a visit on a visit beforehand and it wasn't really giving in a way. But coming here, even though I didn't sign no contract or anything like that, it felt like home. Like they welcomed me with open arms. So I was like, okay, this might be the place for me. So the coach saw you while you were in New York? Yes. Wow. Scoutness. I was like, okay. Not knowing there was coaches looking at me. And so when you got to A&T, what was your major? Um, I wanted to do things like track related. So I was, I decided to do sports science business management. And a few years later, it changed to kinesiology. Nice. And did you like kinesiology? I did. I loved it. It was like one of the best programs ever. And I loved when I went to anatomy, like anatomy. I love anatomy. It's like learning about the bones and the muscles. But I already knew that since I was already in a nursing major. So that's things I already had to learn. Exactly. So you're more of a science background. Yeah. What goes into being such a decorated athlete as yourself? Um, I feel like you just have to like really keep yourself motivated because there's most times where other people can't keep you motivated. If you're having a bad day, you can't like translate that energy onto other athletes because it would just ruin everything, like the whole energy and whatnot. So like me personally, if I'm having a bad day and I'm like, I'm going to go to practice regardless because I feel like Practice is like my time to like release anything and just be there. So most time I would try to like dismiss myself for a while or try to like have a better attitude going into practice and not really make it show. But in my facial expressions from where I'm from, it just it just shows. So I just try to stay away, keep my distance, but still interact with the ladies. And while they're talking, something funny might come up and I might laugh. So I'm like, okay, it's going to be a good day. <laughs> And then after the workout, I'll be feeling really good after the workout because during my workouts, I have a clear mind. So for me, weight room and track practice, those are like my my safe place, I should say. <laughs> going to, I want to go back to the Haitian school, going from <laughs> school to going to an HBCU in Greensboro, North Carolina. Are there any similarities between the two or is it just a huge difference? I feel like it's a difference because when I was there, it was just Haitians, but coming to HBCU it's different culture cultural backgrounds and whatnot so that's really good because I'm Jamaican myself but I don't really associate myself around a lot of Jamaicans because you're not going to know they're Jamaican until you know they say something so I just talk to whoever like my teammates because on our team we have Jamaicans Americans and I think that's pretty much 
it on our side. <laughs> we don't really have much, but like like different sports, there might be people from Barbados mm-hmm. and whatnot. So it's not really much of a difference. But I like being around different cultures because me, I love food. So it's like, okay, if they want to make something, it's like they introduce me to new foods and stuff like that and new music. So that's actually good. I like it. While you're at ANT, were you able to at least find maybe like a family, um, people who maybe are Jamaican or are Haitian that went to ANT? Speaking about like all teams, all sports, I feel like your sports team is your family away from your real family because over the years you like tend to build that bond and y'all, you know, travel as one, make sure everyone is okay and you just check up on one another. That's nice. That's really nice. What has been your favorite place to compete? Of course, my home track. <laughs> That's number one. <laughs> Eugene, Oregon. I like that track as well. I competed on that track. I'll say about two, three times. Where did I PR at? What does PR mean for those who don't know? Um, Personal record, PB, personal best. Indoors, I would say New Mexico, even though I didn't get that chance to compete because of COVID. But it was was a nice, pretty track. Where else? Oh, the Armory. That's my home track. I love the Armory. Um, Icon Stadium as well as my home track. I haven't competed there in a couple years, but I hope to in the future. Texas Tech, um, indoors, they have a good track as well. Texas, where where we um, were at Nationals, I like that track as well. It's not bad. So yeah, it's the tracks where I don't have bad memories at. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, so you were the 100 meter hurdles CAA champion and currently the 100 meter hurdles record holder for the CAA. So what is your mindset while competing? How are you able to accomplish all of these things? Um, as an athlete, I just try to go in since I'm mostly do one event most uh, meets I just try to go in saying okay let me just whatever I did at practice I'm gonna do it here at the meet everything I was working on I'm gonna apply it. coming out of blocks execution keep it my chair leg tight bring it around put it down run it through the line those are like the things I focus on because when I put all those things together most likely I'm gonna get a personal best you talked about how you just started off running at first but now you're doing like obviously you're doing hurdles and things like that and are you passing the baton as well is that okay? it's crazy because this year was the first time I was on a four by one relay in college <laughs> wow how was that I enjoyed it because I used to do it in high school and like that was just something I missed but for like the past year since I've been here at ANT, I was strictly a hurdler and I can't sprint without hurdles in front of me <laughs> and it was also other ladies who were actually you know those were their events so they got the opportunity to be on the four by one I didn't I didn't argue about that <laughs> but yeah. this year I was I was really honored to be the anchor leg <laughs> yeah. um, whenever you have your meets do you have like a lot of family or friends come out and support you this year I should say was the actual first year where I try to get my family members to come and support me. Um, we had a meet um, at the Armory in New York, so you know money's tight. So I have to I have to understand that. So it was in New York. It was just a train ride away. So I let them know, and they all came out to the Armory and actually watched me compete. Look. Most I feel like they don't know much about track, but <laughs> I enjoy the support they actually give me. Like. It was something I really needed this year. So I'm really happy that they came out. And even when I went to Oregon, cause you know, Oregon is on the other side of the world from New York. My brother and his fiance actually flew out to actually watch me compete. They made a shirt that say big P on it with my picture on it. I was like, that is so cute. So I was so happy that they came and supported me. The meets are really far, they are working. So it's kind of hard. So if it's live, I'll let them know, send them a link, live results. And they will like keep, keep up with me.
What is your favorite pre-game and post-game meal? Pre-game. Oh, I love to eat me pasta the night before a meet. <laughs> we the school always order Olive Garden, so I'm like, yeah, I'm getting a chicken Alfredo in the soup, please. Thank you. <laughs> okay. I will always, I will always eat that. And after I compete, I'm not gonna lie, I treat myself. <laughs> But as long as it's not fast food, I just, you know, I'll just probably cook something or buy something healthy and just enjoy it because <laughs> I'm going to run it off anyways. What's the biggest obstacle you've had to overcome while doing track and field? Well, the biggest one is the one I experienced in 2020 and 2021. In 2020, I lost my father in December. So that was actually before the season started. And then, so last year, February, I actually lost my mother. So, well, I'll just say it was before then because I was home for the summer and then she had ended up in the hospital. So since she'd been in the hospital, I haven't heard from her. She couldn't talk or anything like that. And I ended up losing her in February. So like, that was one of my biggest motivation last year. I was like, yeah, I can't give up. My mother always told me, it's crazy because in high school, if she said, I don't get a scholarship, a full scholarship, she's not sending me to college. That's number one. <laughs> so coming here, she always told me, she say, oh, I gave up track back in the days and I don't want you to do the same thing. So I just can't give up on myself. Like most time, like I'll beat myself up, but I'm like, mm -mm, yeah. I can't do that. So yeah, I just have to keep like, that's why I have to really keep myself motivated because most people don't know my story and I don't really like to speak about it. Cause I don't want people to say, oh, I feel sorry for you. Like everybody have a sad story. Okay. <laughs> so I just went out there, just did what I had to do. This year was really challenging for me. Um, Cause I was still dealing with that. Cause I don't think that's something anybody would get over. And on top of that, getting a new coach. So I had like two challenges I had to overcome. But you know, I just trust in the process, still trusting. <laughs> so yeah. And I never, you know, I never would have guessed that and saw that mm -hmm. because of the way that you compete and you know, how dedicated you are to the sport. I mean, mm -hmm. I would have thought you went through that. So my prayers to you and Thank I'm you. proud of you. The follow up was what does running do for you on a personal level? You know, it keeps me in shape. <laughs> But running, running, like I said, running is like my therapy. It's like my escape from the world and whatnot. Like if I'm feeling down, I'm like, oh, can't wait to go to practice. I leave practice today. Oh, I can't wait for practice tomorrow. <laughs> like it's just my getaway. Like I just enjoy working out, enjoy running, enjoying the hall workouts, enjoy learning something new every day, enjoy helping with the teammates and whatnot. I just love it. <laughs> I just can't stop. <laughs> Who are you outside of track and field? What are some things that you like to do? See, I'm like an old head. I like to do crossword puzzles. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I love crossword puzzles. I like most times I like hanging out with friends when I want to hang out with friends. But I'm not the, like, sometimes I'm the type to just lay down in here. Like my best friend would come over and we would just be on our phone watching TV, not even talking. Like stuff like that I didn't, I enjoy. Or we, we go out and get food. I love me some food. <laughs> we go out and get food or like just being outside, enjoying the air, a ride around and stuff like that. Just to escape from the world. How many um, opportunities would you say ANT has opened for you uh, with track and field and with school? I said it opened a lot of opportunities um, track wise. I was able to get my name out there to where other people will know who I am. Athletes will know who I am. Um, actually performing on like a high level where I can like compete with, I should say like the big dogs, like those top athletes. <laughs> 
um, and also academic wise, um, based on my health and physical education, K through 12, it actually allowed me to like come get out my comfort zone and be around younger students because that's requiring me to be a gym teacher. So it's making me get out my comfort zone because I'm not the type to type talk in front of people who I don't know. So I had the opportunity to work with um, kids, um, make them uh, active and whatnot, and I actually got a job offer last semester but I couldn't take it because I compete a lot during the spring so that was another opportunity that they had given given me so I actually appreciate it so maybe when I finish up my degree and graduate being a gym teacher is on the list I should say <laughs> for those who don't know much about track and field I know you said some of your family members may not know much about it what <laughs> uh, how would you describe it to them um well for them is based on who comes in first <laughs> I don't think they're really familiar with like the time. So if I say, yeah, I, I ran 14 over hurdles, they're gonna be like, yeah, that's good. In my book, that's horrible, <laughs> you know? But actually my sister-in-law actually knows what's good for me, which I'm actually surprised because her brothers play football. But if I explain to them saying, okay, I ran 13-3 over hurdles, but my PR is 12-6, they'd be like, okay, that's not bad. You'll get it next time. <laughs> I just go with the flow because it's gonna I feel like if I try to explain they still might not get it or be confused <laughs> so do you have a favorite memory that sticks out to you while you were competing okay my favorite memory I should say is actually last year when I competed indoors um it's my favorite memory because I actually PR'd all three meets yeah it was all at Clemson I paired all those all three meets and that was the year I actually like shined like I was actually like one of the top athletes and whatnot, who was like, you know, destined to break the record, win a national title. That was actually one of my first good memories. And then my second one was outdoors in Florida. I ran the first round. I ran like a 12-8. You know, my coach had to talk to me because he said, you know, you didn't do nothing out of the hole, out of the block. So during finals, <laughs> I actually PR'd. <laughs> I always think about it as, wow, like you really have to get on me for me to actually like apply it and run. So that was another good memory. Oh yeah, back to the indoor. This is what really stood out to me. My best friend was there. Kimberly was there. Kayla was there. T was there. I think Christopher was there as well. When I PR'd, they had recorded a video. And at the, like after I finished crossing the line, I didn't see myself in the video no more because they was actually cheering and whatnot. And like, they were so happy, happy for me. And like Kayla actually said, you broke my record. Oh, wow. like records like yes like records are meant to be broke like I really like that's one thing I really love about her because she don't bash anybody she'll make anybody feel bad and whatnot yes I broke her record and she's still like congratulating me gave me a big hug and whatnot like that's what teammates are supposed to do no matter what <laughs> that was really like a good experience and like all last year everybody was just so happy for me helping me out those who wasn't even competing still stood up in the blocks next to me and helped me before um nationals because t she was the one who actually you know put on the finished touches and whatnot and how is your relationship with your teammates i meant to ask you that is it more of like a sisterly bond um it depends on i should say it depends on the teammate in the group as well like it takes a while to build a bond but it's crazy because my best friend i really built a strong bond with her i never actually trained with her because she wasn't in my group because she was running like a fastest time so she was put in a separate group even though we did the same workout and we both do different events I do hurdles she do the 100 and 200 so we were always split into groups anyways so I really built a like a huge bond with her and on the hurdle side like we're hurdlers the men and women like we go at it we talk to trash to each other like that's just something we do 
And like, that's how we show each other love. And that's how our bond is like built. Okay. Wow. That's cute. Talking trash. Got to be competitive at practice. Speaking about practice, I know some people probably think all y'all do is run all day, but I'm assuming it's much more than that. So it is. break down a typical practice. Okay. So we wake up Monday morning. Well, I'm going to do Tuesday because we live Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. So we will wake up in the morning. I should say seven, eight o'clock, men, women, or it's mixed depending on school classes schedule. We'll lift for an hour. After that, oh yeah, if you want to eat before then, you eat before then. But most times I don't eat until after weights. So I wake up, go to weights, lift, come back home, have breakfast, shower, rest. If my classes are online, they are online. If they're on campus, I'll just say maybe 12 o'clock, I'll go to campus. Depending on the day, how long it is, it's either 50 minutes or an hour and 15. For me, it went from 12 to like 2.30 because that's when I was doing my teaching class. But when I was doing undergrad, I should say it was about 50 minutes. So it was not bad, but then I still have time to go home, get a snack, power nap if I want to. That's like around one, two, practice at three or 3.30. Go outside, warm up, won't take like an hour. Then we work out for like an hour and a half, put on a workout, if it's long, if it's short, go out there, work out. So by then, it starts at three. We'd be done by like, I'll say roughly about around five. So after that, for freshmen, they have to go to study hall, eat, go to study hall for people who doesn't have study hall, go home, shower, have dinner. And in the midst of all of that, we got homework. So we're that's probably like seven, eight o'clock-ish. And that's pretty much the day. So you did that maybe like once or twice a week? We lift three times a week, but when we lift on Saturdays, it was just weights in the morning and that's it. Or, you know, if coach is feeling generous, we have weights and practice. <laughs> it takes time to perfect the things you have to perfect. What advice would you give to young black girls who want to get involved in track and field? I would tell them to go for it. Like track and field is really good. I want to say just go for track and field. Like since you're at a young age, you should try out different sports because you never know what you're really good at. So try out all the sports, whichever one you love the most or you're really good at. I feel like you should go for the sport that you are really best at and learn to love it instead of going to the sport that you love and you probably not get at it because at the in the end, you're destined to get a scholarship no matter what, like if you have like the good skills. If not, it's okay because you can always be a walk-on and then work your way up because most times, Walk-ons tend to be better than the scholarship athletes. You may never know. So always bet on yourself, go for it, take risks, never back down, stay motivated. Well, Paula, thank you so much. <laughs> I love listening to your story. I mean, you're just amazing. So thank you for thank being you. here. And the last question is what's next for you um, and where can people see you and follow you? I'll still be here since, I'll still be at NCAT actually because I'm trying to finish up my degree which I feel like is um, what's best because two is better than one. Um, while I'm here, yes, I'm going to be training, but like I'm going to do more than training. I want to actually give, I should say give back as in help those incoming athletes as well as the athletes who's been there because since I've been here for so long, I feel like I have enough knowledge that I've learned from my previous coaches that I can use to help these athletes. Because if coach says something and they be like, huh, I don't get what you mean. I can actually break it down to where they will understand and apply it. Everyone can like search me up on Instagram, p 13 I'm open to any, you know, questions and whatnot because I already have athletes who actually DM me saying, oh my gosh, your inspiration. I'd be like, wow, me? <laughs> like, I didn't even know. 
like you never know who's watching that's another thing you never know because i didn't know these young high school athletes actually watching me and looking up to me which is like that's i really like that because i will, i reply and like i give them like the best advice as possible so i will i mostly check my instagram because i'm always on instagram just scrolling <laughs> so they can always dm me on instagram if they email me i didn't get to the age where i just check emails yet <laughs> i'm at north carolina y'all can catch me at the track during practice times <laughs> and when does the season actually begin um, fall practice starts after Labor Day. I will be out there seeing you, saying hey to yeah. you. <laughs> I might start a little earlier than others because I actually want to start running again because I'm taking my break for right now. <laughs> well, I mean, I know you're going to do great and I'll be rooting for you. Um, Thank so you. Of course. Thank you for tuning in to the Black Women No Sports podcast. To learn more about our speaker or to shop Black Women No Sports apparel, head over to the links in my show notes. I'll see you next week with another very important guest.